Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of In the Pink Room with Jess and Laura. We are your co-hosts. I'm Jessica Rojo, and this is my girl. Hey, it's Laura. <laughs> hey, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah, really excited. Really excited to be here. Still a little nervous, not going to lie. I know. It's amazing, huh? It's like our third episode, and I'm still so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so you just got back from a trip yesterday. Mm-hmm, I did. Where did you go? I mean, I know, but our listeners yeah. don't know. So let's, yeah. Let's review. So, so on Friday night, I took my first ever solo trip and mm-hmm. I went and stayed in a little Airbnb in Bodega Bay right mm-hmm. on the beach. Oh, man. <laughs> By yourself. By myself. Wow. I've never done anything like that. I've I've never even lived alone. Uh, I've, uh-huh. you know, from go- being in college and living with roommates I moved back from college. I lived with my parents and then I moved in with my boyfriend and then we got married. And so I haven't even lived alone. Yeah. So that was a really good experience for me and also just to get some time away from myself. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because my mom actually texted me the next day and she's like, honey, are you okay? (laughs) Is this why is this because she saw that you were alone somewhere? Yeah, she saw I went and took a beach trip by myself and she's like, is everything okay? <laughs> because it's so not like you. Because it's so yeah, not it's not like me. It's nothing I'd ever do. And I said, Yeah, mom, I'm fine. And you know, moms need a break too. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about what made you decide to do that. Well, one, I've re- was been really craving the ocean. Mm-hmm. And two, I just also wanted to make sure that I am practicing self-compassion mm-hmm. and protecting my peace, like we talked about in the last couple episodes, and spending time alone yeah, and being okay with that and mm-hmm. being okay with who I am and mm-hmm. just loving myself through all of the stages that I'm in. You know, I have to say, I, I was so happy when you told me that you were doing that. Um, I think it's commendable. I think it's very healthy. And I was so proud of you because I know that's not something you've typically done. Like you were always home with your babies. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know you to take a lot of trips away from them, spend a lot of time. So I just thought that was really great. And I also know it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. (laughs) Did you experience any form of mom guilt while you were on the solo trip? It would come, thoughts would come and, you know, like, because my my sister was home with my babies, mm-hmm. and so I really appreciate appreciate her coming to watch them, and she's super supportive. So, um, so knowing that I have someone in my life who can help me and be supportive in that way, I think made a huge difference. Yeah, and knowing that everything was well taken care of, mm-hmm. um, you know. But it's a it was a Friday night. Typically, me and my son we do a Friday night movie night. We make popcorn and we uh-huh. watch a movie, and so it's like, well, I'm not there this Friday, and uh, so any negative thoughts that would come in about the mom guild, I just worked on pushing those away and just focusing on why I was there. And I was there to recharge and refuel because you cannot pour from an empty cup. That's right. And <clears throat> excuse me, but in addition to having toddler little girls and mm-hmm. a five-year-old and a part-time job as a BCBA for a school district, <laughs> you also own your own photography business and you're married. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, and now I've started a podcast. <laughs> and, and now there's a podcast that I threw into your lap. Um, yeah, so you are just busy, busy, busy. Go, go, go. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was really excited to hear that you did that for yourself. Um, I love that. I have to warn you because I've learned in the past few years to like spend a time a lot by myself. And I actually really enjoy my own company. And when you get used to the solitude, <laughs> it's really hard to go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could I can totally see that you almost crave it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really important as a woman to learn to be by yourself and spend time by yourself and enjoy doing things. I don't think I've ever done a, since becoming a mom, done a solo trip anywhere by myself. It's typically been with girlfriends or to visit family, but I will go out to dinner by myself. I will go to a movie by myself and I really enjoy it. I like it. I love having that break and just being able to like focus on my own thoughts and like I said, enjoy my own company because that's actually really hard to do. It's not the easiest thing to do. No, it's it's not easy. And I think it's really important to just be in a space where you are comfortable with who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll dude, I will like make myself dinner, light a candle. I'll buy my own damn flowers. Like, hell yeah, <laughs> I do it all. So I yes, think it's I really that. amazing that you took that time for yourself. Thank you. Um, I also think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were able to really like focus on relinquishing those thoughts of mom guilt because we've been talking a lot about mom guilt and preparing for this episode. Yes. Uh, I thought a lot about it and I just really wanted to come to this episode and feel prepared and be able to speak from my heart and from my experiences. And, you know, I want to put an end to this mom guilt once and for all. I want to break down these walls. I am so passionate about it that after this episode, mom guilt is not even going to be a thing. Yes. And I just am feeling really on fire about that. And I know we've had a couple of messages come through Mm -hmm. from other moms who have gotten rid of mom guilt. Mm -hmm. And that's really inspiring. Yeah. And it kind of prepared us for this episode. And I have to share a quote that we received from just an overall badass mom. Um, Her name is Annie Amaral. She is the mother of my son's best friend. She is a mother of two. She's a lawyer. She's a partner at a law firm. Her husband is literally a rock star (laughs) musician and he goes on tour and everything. And, you know, she does all the things. She's at all the sports events. Um, she's, she's always, uh, just very present at the fundraisers. I mean, she does all the things and she's such a wonderful woman. And what she said is mom guilt is such a fucked up phrase and I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just let go of guilt, period. It's toxic and it's counterproductive and everyone should refuse to succumb, including dads. And then I thought that's a really good point. Like do dads experience mom guilt? or dad guilt, excuse me, the way that we experience it. And so that kind of like really started, um, I guess my preparation for this episode is like, I, I want to dive into that too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the things that we did to prepare is we sent out a poll, right? Mm-hmm. Can you talk a bit about the poll? <laughs> yeah, we sent out a poll and we asked others if they experience mom guilt mm-hmm. or if they don't experience mom guilt or if they don't even know what it is. Yeah. 80 per 87% of the people who responded said, yes, they definitely experience mom guilt. There was a small percentage of people who said, no, they don't. Mm-hmm. And then an even smaller percentage of people who said, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. And I did something similar. I reached out to five husbands, um, husbands of like my sister, my best friends, like people I have a really good relationship with who all have anywhere from one to three children. And these are dads. And I texted him and, and I said, do you ever experience dad guilt? 
A hundred percent of them said, what's that? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I was like, I knew it. (laughs) And they're like, what is that? And then, so I had to tell them it's like any type of, I guess, uh, guilt that you feel in relation to your experience as a father and to your children. Mm -hmm. Um, And they just said, no, I don't. And then I kind of dug deeper and I said, well, do you ever feel anything in relation to like, you know, like any type of guilt? And they all said, and I thought this was really cool, is um, they said, the only thing I ever question myself about in relation to being a dad is if I'm providing enough for my family. And one of them said, I also question if I'm spending enough quality time with my child. Mm -hmm. And my thought was like, dude, if you only got those two things to worry about, like you're good. (laughs) Because mom guilt is just a whole different level, right? It's layers deep. There's layers deep to the mom guilt. Yeah. So I thought for that small percentage who, who said, what is mom guilt? I thought, okay, let's define it. So we're yeah. all on the same page. That's but, our behavior analyst background talking. Yeah. We need to define it. Exactly. So from a psychological perspective, mom guilt is experience of shame mothers feel when they don't live up to their own or others' expectations in their role as a parent. New mothers are mo- most susceptible to it. I have to say that seems true. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like when you're a new mother, it's like you're scared to make mistakes. You don't really know what you're doing if it's your first child. You don't know what you're doing. And you have a lot of opinions Mm -hmm. from other people in your circle Mm -hmm. who have maybe had children Mm -hmm. and they want to share it with you. Um, You know, or also to social media. Yes. There's a lot of new moms or moms on social media they share what works for them. Yeah. And then you have society as mm-hmm. a whole. And I think I wanted to touch on that, like, bounce back culture. Oh, yeah. And so there's layers there. Mm-hmm. You know, there. yes, there is some guilt that we probably put on ourselves, And there's guilt from others. It's, it's probably hardest when it's coming from people who are close to you. Not yeah. that it's intentional. It's right. not intentional. Right. And, and then you have social media and then you have society. Um, an example that comes to my mind is after I delivered the twins Mm -hmm. there, the, you know, the nurses will come in and they immediately approach you as if you're going to breastfeed Mm -hmm. as if formula feeding is not even an option. Yeah. And I could just imagine what that would feel like for a new mom who maybe wasn't comfortable starting that way, mm-hmm. or maybe they knew they wanted to start off formula feeding or, or, you know, whatever their reason is. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, and that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. And I felt it and yeah. I was, you know, and I, um, just as even needing to breastfeed twins was so, sh- uh, shocking to me <laughs> and overwhelming. Like, can you give me a second? Like I just yeah. had two babies. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, can't, um, I cannot imagine. And, and so it's little things like that. And yeah. then they, it just builds. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And I think that where, wherever, whatever season you are in as a mother. So like mm-hmm. right now, my kids, my kids are a little older, like they're officially all in school. So my mom guilt is a little different than what I've previously experienced when they were younger. When they were younger, I felt like I experienced mom guilt because maybe my parenting style was a little different than, like you said, like the people in my environment. Like for an example, I co-slept and um, I initially started out wanting to have my babies in the crib 
It did not work out. I read a ton of books, blogs, <laughs> parenting books, and I was like, I'm going to do everything right. And I wanted my babies in the crib, and I tried the cry it out method. It mm. did not work out for me. <laughs> that was not for me. And so then I brought my baby into bed with me because, like, at that time, the father of my children was a police officer, and he was working graveyard shifts, and he was working, at, like, 16 hours a day. And for the most part, like, I was alone most of the time. And I was already back, um, you know, when you transition from the bassinet, you, it's about six months, right? And I tried the transition to put the baby, to put Melvin in his, uh, in his crib. It didn't, I couldn't figure it out. And like one time I let him cry for uh, like 38 minutes and I was like, that is the worst experience I've ever had in my life. Like I just couldn't do it. And I was exhausted and I was sleep deprived and I was back to work, working full time. So one night I was just like, I, I'm not doing this. And I, I brought him in bed and then guess what? I slept, he slept, and that's kind of what I did. And I just continue to do that. But what I'm saying is it goes against all the parenting books I read. Um, it goes against a lot of what the people, like the, the other mothers in my environment were doing. So I felt like some kind of guilt. I don't think anyone intentionally made me feel that way. I think that was more self-induced, but that mm -hmm. was an experience of mom guilt for sure. And I, I will say, and if there's any new moms listening to this, the best, <clears throat> I think the best advice I ever received in terms of being a mom was from my sister, Teresa. She's a year older than me. And at the time she had two children already. And I called her one day crying about the whole like bed sharing situation. And, um, and I told her how I was feeling and I was crying. I was really upset. And she said, you know what, uh, Jesse, you like, you need to just like stop reading the parenting books, stop reading the blogs, stop asking your doctors and people about like what they think you should do. Trust your gut and your mother intuition whatever feels right to you, like you were meant to be that baby's mama. So mm. you go and you do that. And after that, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really know why I needed her to tell me that. But when she did, I started doing that. I love that. Yeah, because it was like I stopped thinking about what was right for everybody else and what everyone was telling me what to do and what everyone thought about what I was doing. And I was just like staying true to like my intuition as a mama and like mm -hmm. what felt right. And then I went with that and it just like, it ended up being the best thing. And I continue to do that, to do that with all of my children. Yeah, that's great. Good yeah. for you. Oh, well, thanks. I mean, it, <laughs> it took a while to, to get there, but you know, ended up working out fine. <laughs> okay. So um, let's talk about where, so where does, you know, where mom guilt comes from too, is like sometimes like from like the pediatricians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I experienced that when I wanted to do an alternative vaccination schedule, and I didn't want to go by the schedule the doctor wanted me to go by. And they made me feel so bad about it and basically told me, like, I was making the wrong decision for my child, even though I felt like I was making an informed decision. Right. I ended up having to change pediatricians because they made me feel so bad about it. Mm. <laughs> Did do you have any experience like that? Yeah. Well, we, we kind of did the same thing with our pediatrician, too, uh, but they were much more receptive yeah um you know but on that same topic even just like with the girls in daycare mm -hmm. they you know there's a certain amount of like paperwork and and vaccines that need to be in at a certain time like oh, everything yeah. is on a schedule yeah and if you don't have it you need to get it yeah so and there's you know the pressure yeah there's that pressure too yeah and then also I think unfortunately sometimes you like there's a lot of guilt with like work life right absolutely I think that as a modern day woman, it's like you're ingrained to feel like you should be doing everything for your baby. Even if like you have a partner who's supportive and hands on and everything, 
I think like I was just kind of conditioned to think like I should be doing everything. Do, do you, same. Yeah. Do you same. Feel that way? Hence my not being able to ask other people for help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not great I just better either. figure out how to do it all was yeah. kind of my mentality for a really long time. And I'm still working on breaking down those walls for myself even. Yeah. And trying to, you know, work and be there for the kids mm-hmm. and do everything in the household mm-hmm. and just try and maintain that lifestyle. But I'm telling you, it's not sustainable. No, it's not sustainable. And also like what happens if you don't address your mom guilt, right? Like what does that lead to? And I think I've experienced that too, because I don't think I was doing anything to relinquish those feelings of mom guilt. And I'm and I'm really pulling from a point, a season of my life where all I had three children under the age of six. And again, their father is a police officer. He was working 16 hours a day, five days a week. He was working all night, sleeping all day. Mind you, I was in charge of all three babies <laughs> <laughs> and working full time. Mm-hmm. That was really, really hard. Right. And it's yeah. not because like he didn't want to be there. Like he, in his mind, he was providing, he was doing his job. He was doing everything he needed to do, but still that it like, doesn't make it easier on me. No. Right. Well, I felt like I couldn't complain about it. Not complain mm. about it. I felt like I couldn't like share that and say like, Hey, I'm having a hard time. Like this is tough. Like I felt like I was made to feel like bad if I, if I said that out loud. Yeah, I think it kind of goes, touches back on what we talked about in the last episode Mm -hmm. of it's okay to say that this is hard Mm -hmm. and it's okay to share that. Mm -hmm. And it's important to, because if you don't, you're going to hold that all in Mm -hmm. and you're not going to have an outlet Mm -hmm. and you really have to get to a space where you're okay with saying enough is enough Mm -hmm. and I need to make some decisions that are going to be for myself mm-hmm. and how to make sure that I am in the best place that I can be so that I can provide for my family the best way. Yeah. And I think that's a really good strategy that that women really need to be encouraged to use is like mm-hmm. advocate for yourself. And if you need help, like be able to say like, this is a boundary for me. I'm at my limit. And mm-hmm. in order to function and to be the best version of myself and to have a small chance of feeling balanced, <laughs> very small chance. I mean, the attempts are like, you have to advocate for yourself. Right. And so a lot of times I think also like you have to have a supportive partner, right. Who, mm-hmm. who is like encouraging you to take your time and do things for yourself. So you feel good about yourself. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, and that's one thing I will say that I did not do well during that season of my, my, my motherhood journey. Like mm-hmm. I did not do all the things that I should have been doing. I did not talk about it. My mom guilt or like what um, I was going through. I, I honestly, at some point I fell into a bit of depression, which we'll talk we'll get more into that when we talk about our mental health series and depression and anxiety. But mm-hmm. that is definitely like something that can happen if you don't address it, which is so important why we're talking about it today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can lead to anxiety and depression. Like I, I experienced that. Um, negative coping methods, which maybe like, you know, some moms like will, will drink more often. I think I certainly did definitely mm-hmm. during COVID <laughs> <laughs> because you're at home, you're working full time. You have three kids who are homeschooling. Not only are you at home, but you're stuck at home. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can't even go for a drive. Oh. Well, you I mean, you could go for a drive, but, you you know, you can't 
go out. No, no. And like you, you're kind of like me. Like we have like a bit of like a gypsy soul where we have to be like out in, (laughs) right? Like by the water and like enjoying the sunset and just Mm -hmm. around people. And yeah, that was a dark time. Dark time for everyone, (laughs) I would point out. But yeah, right. It was just like really tough. It was a really hard season of I think everyone's life, but definitely mine. Um, also there was like, I didn't get a lot of sleep when you're, you're experiencing, uh, depression and anxiety and you're like falling into a dark place. Like, you know, like you can't really sleep at night. So there's like that. And then also a loss of self-identity. So if you're not advocating for yourself and if you're not doing the things you need to do to make, to remind you yourself of who you are in addition to a mother, Mm -hmm then you have a chance of like losing who you are. And I, man, I hate to admit it, but dude, I qualify for A, B, and C, and D of this conversation. (laughs) Just hearing you say that, I feel that on a really deep level because after I had the girls and I, I reference the birth of my girls a lot more than my son. It was just more difficult, like emotionally and physically in that way so two two babies so I so I reference that (laughs) a little bit more but I can so relate to that Mm -hmm. and I did lose myself and for probably two years if not longer um and they're they're uh two and a couple of months Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm just now getting to a place where I'm relearning Mm -hmm. who I am again Mm -hmm. and the passions that I have in life and what I want to do with them and Mm -hmm. like what sparks joy for me as an individual outside of being a mom. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just to hear you say that and losing yourself, like that's deep and I feel it and you don't realize it, how deep it is until you come out on the other side. Oh my gosh, that's so true. And I have to be honest and with share with our listeners, I have never heard you say that. Really? You never once have said, I feel like I lost myself. And as an observer mm-hmm. who, I mean, I've been right there writing this with you for two years. I never once knew you felt that way. Not one time. Really? Yes. <sighs> yeah. That's crazy. We're like flamingos. Do you want to hear a fun fact about flamingos? Tell me. <laughs> okay. Um, flamingos when they have babies they lose all their pink pink feathers because Mm -hmm. it's so stressful raising their babies and when their babies are older they get their pink feathers back they do oh i love that isn't that a fun fact so what color are their feathers when after they lose them are they white i guess i don't know if they lose them all or if they're just white but (laughs) (laughs) which kind of makes sense right because i don't know about you but i like lost a lot of hair after all my my pregnancies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that postpartum period is no joke. It is, and no one prepares yeah, you for it. No, nobody prepares you for that. No, yeah. And again, with the mom guilt, I will say, like, looking back, like, I'm going to own it. I was a good mom to, to babies. 100%. I was a good mom. I like, love I felt that. really good okay, about good. who I was during that season of my life with my little babies. Wow. For sure. That's powerful. Yeah, I'm going to own that. That's super powerful. <laughs> I was a good mom, man. I was so present. I was there. And... I will say, though, like ended up, you know, I went through some tough times because I think I just like, man, I just uh, I didn't utilize my resources and all those. And I didn't use any helpful strategies. And I guess the point of uh, where I am, you know, your kids are a lot younger than me. But when you get to a certain point and you overcome some obstacles, the next thing you do is like help the next person in line. So whether or not it's 
me helping you or like me talking to new moms on this podcast who listen in. I hope they can learn something from my mm-hmm. experience about like what not to do. Remember I said yeah. that's what I'll contribute to this <laughs> contribute to the show is like, hey, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> we got a list here. <laughs> okay, so um, and we didn't even touch on the guilt that we experience related to work. Let's touch on that because that's really important too. Okay. So when you're a, when you're at work, you're away from your babies. Yeah. And so there's naturally some guilt embedded into that. Yeah. Because um, I also do photography. Mm-hmm. And if I take a shoot and maybe there's some traveling involved, it's like, well, how long am I going to be gone? Yeah. Do I need to set up a sitter? Do I need to prep dinner ahead of time? Mm-hmm. Um, it, and there's a, a lot that goes into it. And a lot and a lot of that for me, I will say, is probably self-induced as well but okay now I'm missing extra time you Mm -hmm. know maybe it's during the evening maybe it's during a time where they need to be put down for bed and I feel like I need to be there yeah Yeah. but it's okay if you're not yeah yeah so I've been pretty expressive about um where I was in terms of experiencing mom guilt because my mom was a stay-at-home mom right so like when I would go to work I always felt guilty because I felt like I should have been the one taking care of my children but Mm -hmm. another form of guilt I've experienced and hopefully someone can relate is sometimes I would look forward to going to work <laughs> just to like have a break. <laughs> and I honestly cannot believe I'm saying that on this forum. But like, yeah, I was like, I want to go to work so I can like get dressed and put on a little makeup and be around other adults and have like mm-hmm. a warm cup of coffee and not and be, be able to finish it and be able to finish it before it gets cold. That's like a huge thing. Right. And that's then also- why I don't drink hot coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but also it was like, just a break from like, I'm not going to get peed on mm. or vomited on, or I'm not going to have to change a dirty diaper. Like it was just like Nobody's a nice going to be touching you, yeah. hanging on you. Yeah. And then like at work, you know, like you get to just be you, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I have to be honest, sometimes I feel guilty about feeling that way. And it's like, why? 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 I don't know. That's a good question. But it's because I think I was like, I conditioned myself and I, I'd like to feel that way. Not yeah. sure why I did that. <laughs> yeah. But I also think it's like something that a lot of women experience and we're just like, we don't know why we do this. Like yeah. it's just conditioned. So let's break this down. All right. Let's get rid of this. Okay. Okay. All right. I actually looked around on Pinterest for just some like general reading material what's out there what are other people saying about yeah. like mom guilt yeah and you know there's a headlines like 10 ways you can break down mom guilt or and I'm like I'm gonna see what they say what, what what's going on out here I did the same thing <laughs> okay so let's compare um also like that's what I love about us is that you kind of do your own research and I sometimes maybe do research <laughs> she's lying she doesn't she doesn't. But we, but we come here and our responses and our reactions are 100% genuine because you don't know what I'm going to say and I don't so know what true. you're going to say. Yeah. And I'm like, did you prepare? Uh, no. <laughs> no, um, I have to say, like, let me just take a second to acknowledge you. Like, I know you so well, but even during this podcast experience with you, I've learned different things about you already. And it's amazing how you don't prepare a lot. <laughs> But you're able to like just sit here and engage and like you just you know exactly where you're going to say. Whereas me, like I've been preparing for like a week (laughs) and I have this like notebook on my lap of like just highlighted notes, like side notes on my notes. And you just like you're just sitting there. (laughs) 
And it's amazing. It's amazing to me. I'm very yeah, it's impressed all, by it's you. It's all up here you're, in my you're, head. You're so talented. Aww. You're so talented. I appreciate that. One thing I will say that I've noticed about you, and I've always known that you've been very hardworking and super ambitious. And I would see that when we work together um, as BCBAs. But now I see you in this different role mm-hmm. and this project that you have, this project being the podcast, and you are on fire. <laughs> you have this aura and Aww. this glow about you mm-hmm. and it lights up a room. And <laughs> I see that and I see your ambition and I see how hardworking you are. And it it really, really inspires me and like makes me feel really proud to be sitting here next to you. Aww. <laughs> That's really sweet. Thank so, you. That's yeah, that's my perspective after like having started this journey with you. Oh, I really appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah, this podcast has been so good for me. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel bad that I text you so constantly about <laughs> it. Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Like, we need to do this. Like, look at this. Yeah. And I'm just like, she probably hates me. Like, no, I love it. I love it. I really do. Yeah. As if you don't have two jobs and three kids and all these other things to do. Like, I'm so focused on it. I really love it. I'm having so much fun. It's a blast. It's yeah. a blast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Let's get back to strategies. Okay. So <laughs> I so what I found when I was looking around is people they would give some general advice okay, and it would be something like take the pressure off yourself. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, again, this probably goes back to my way of thinking as a behavior analyst, but that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Yeah. What, is, what? what does that mean? How do you take the pressure off yourself? Like what are some observable mm-hmm. strategies that you can use to achieve that? Yeah. And, and that was the... That was a, a pattern I was noticing when I was reading through some of these blogs. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, that's not going to work for me. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Because I did the same thing. And it's like, one of them is like, focus on your social connections. And it's like, okay, all right, got it. Yeah. Um, reach out to a professional. <laughs> okay. Okay. I actually did that. So that yeah. is helpful. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then prioritize self-care. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, but what, yeah. like, what should I do? Yeah. <laughs> And so I I kind of came up with my own couple strategies okay. that I wanted to share. And so the first one I came up with was to practice uh, mindfulness of emotions. And this is more or less just kind of a starting point because I think you need to be really aware of what you're feeling uh-huh. before you can address it. Yes. And being aware of certain times or certain patterns where you notice these emotions starting to come up and it doesn't necessarily just have to be guilt we experience emotions all day every day they come they go we're happy we're sad we're irritated we're annoyed I mean everything under the sun we're Mm -hmm. feeling it and it's coming and going it's just this constant stream right and so to take a second to take a couple of days and kind of take note Mm -hmm. And be present in your body and Mm -hmm. recognizing when these emotions are coming up. And if you can recognize a pattern Mm -hmm. of when these certain emotions of guilt come up, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be 
more likely to intervene on them Mm -hmm. because you can anticipate them coming. Yeah. So that was kind of my first step to just really focus on awareness of yourself Mm -hmm. and what emotions that you're bringing in on a daily basis. And if you can pinpoint like when you do feel guilt and recognize, okay, what I'm feeling right now is guilt. Okay. Got it. So like what you're saying is like acknowledge your triggers. Yes. Yes. Wow. You just summed it right up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I get it because I, I, I get that. Like, so one of the things that I know at this, during this season of my life and over the past few years, I've, I've really started to actually focus more on my social connections. I think during the season of motherhood, when my children were very young, I did not travel a lot. And I'm from LA, like, you know, from La Puente. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And my sister's there, my brother's there, a whole group of best friends are there. And I lost connection with them for like a solid 13 years where like, I wouldn't really go visit them. Um, I wouldn't really reach out to girlfriends from high school, this kind of stuff. But the past two years, when I decided to make some changes in my life, I thought to myself, like, I need to focus and prioritize on reconnecting with people who make me feel good mm-hmm. about myself. You know, those people like when you just like you spend time with them and then you walk away and you're like, damn, that felt like magic. Like mm-hmm. I feel good. Like I I just I'm happy. I, you know, like those people you can sit with and you're unfiltered and and you just are who you are and they make you feel good about that. I've really been focusing on making time to reconnect with those people And so I started traveling more to LA, um, which I've never done in my children's life. Yeah. So what I found that every time I would take those trips, even if it was for one night, they would Mm -hmm. get mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's not intentional. They just love their mama and they're Mm -hmm. not used to it. Especially my oldest one has always had like separation anxiety for me literally since like he was born. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's a trigger for me now. Interesting. So I know mm-hmm. that when I plan a trip to LA, even if it's for a day, mm-hmm. I'm going to experience some level of mom guilt. So that is a trigger. So Interesting. Th- I know exactly now you what know. you're talking about. Now yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Yeah. And so then what I would actually encourage you to do, still continue to take those trips, right? Because you're doing something for yourself and you're kind of fueling your soul. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is you're practicing self-love. So I kind of want to flip the script a little bit. Okay. And so when you can recognize that you're feeling that instead of referring to it as mom guilt, I want you to rephrase it into a positive affirmation. Okay. So instead of saying, I feel guilty because I'm leaving my kids, you can say, I love myself enough to take care of my needs so that when I come back, I'm going to be a better parent because of it. You know what? I love that so much because I am trying to, I'm a very family oriented person and I have three siblings and they're my best friends. And I've lost connection with them over a period of time when I wasn't able to travel or see them. And um, there was one time last year where I flew down just to have dinner with my brother mm-hmm. and my brother is 10 years older than me. And I have never in my life had dinner with my brother by myself. And I flew on a Friday, went out to dinner with my brother, Mm -hmm. came back the very next day to make it in time for my son's basketball game at like 11 o'clock. And like, I still felt mom guilt about it, but I like my connection with my brother has been better ever since. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And so my point in that is that I want my children to be best friends. And when they're adults and they're married and they have their own lives, I want them to still make a point to spend that time together. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're right. What I need to do when I have that trigger and I experience that mom guilt um, and I'm there, I'm going to replace those thoughts of mom guilt and say, I'm showing my children that it's 
they need to spend time with their brother and sisters and people that are important to them who make them feel good about themselves. Hell yeah. All right. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And you know, what's funny is like I, the last time we went down there uh, was in July and it was to go to a sweet 16 for my best friend's daughter. But the mom guilt was so bad Mm. that I was like, I'm never going down again. I know. Yeah. But it's people in my environment where making me feel bad about going. Mm -hmm. So no, you're right. I like this. That's a good strategy. Yeah. And some other affirmations that you could try with it too, is when you start to feel those feelings, you know, take a moment and say, I am proud of myself for continuing to do things that spark joy for me. Yeah, We should be proud of ourselves for doing that and for pouring into our own self Yeah, because that's what we want our children to do. Yeah, That's the advice that we would give them and they're going to grow up and they're going to see that we're doing that and we're doing it for us and that's important. It's important for us to be individuals it's important for us to be somebody outside of being a mom yeah and we should be proud of that Mm -hmm. not guilty right so we're taking away the guilt we're not calling it guilt anymore right we're proud yeah we're proud to be who we are we're proud to do the things that we love and to continue and to continue to do those things yeah I really love that so much and another thing and I'm a very visual person (laughs) it's just my learning style So one thing I've started doing very recently is I envision myself in this like long hallway and there's like rooms connected to this hallway and there's like a room for my children when I'm home. There's a room for my work. There's a room for self-care. There's a room for my friendships. There's a room for the podcast now. And what I envision myself doing is like when I am at work, it's like I'm going into that workroom and I'm not going to feel bad about anything else. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be fully engaged in all of my responsibilities in that room. And then when I'm done with that room, I come back into the hallway and then I go into my family room. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm not thinking about work. I'm turning the notifications on my phone off Mm -hmm. so that I'm very present with my children, right? And then I put them to bed and then it's like I sneak down the hall into my podcast room. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. That's another strategy that I've been using in my mind to help not only like try to balance, no, not balance at all, because that's not a thing. We already described that, but uh, we already determined that. But it's really helping me understand my guilt and like just focus on the present and be mindful of the responsibility I have in that moment with whichever room I'm in. And the self-care room, it's like when I'm at the gym, that's my time. Like I'm not thinking about all the other million things I'm like I need to do. And I'm Mm -hmm. not going to feel guilty about it because I'm doing something that takes care of myself that allows me to show up in all those different rooms. Mm -hmm. Proud of you. Thanks, girl. Be proud of you. Yeah. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's going to be a work in progress to always identify the triggers Mm -hmm. and then to find a replacement behavior. Yep. Right. Right? Got it. replacement behavior but I'm I'm like moving forward after having this discussion I feel like I'm committed to yeah relinquishing all mom guilt it's it's not a thing anymore it's not a thing and like taking it down and like Annie said she was like dude it's it's I hate it it's counterproductive it's toxic it's no way to treat yourself hashtag bye mom guilt yeah bye bye Boy, bye. And actually, I know we're going a little longer than but um, than we typically do, but like, why not? We're having a good time, right? Um, I also reached out to uh, another mom. Her name is Diana Salazar, and she's a friend from high school. And she um, talked to her a bit about mom guilt. She saw we were making an episode. And so her story is that she went back to school. She has, let me see, her sons must have been eight and 11 at that point. 
and she was 38 and she decided she wasn't happy. She was, I wouldn't say depressed, but she says she wasn't fulfilled and she just didn't feel like herself. So at 38, she decided to go back to school and essentially become a nurse. And when she did that, she had to tell her children, I think verbatim, she said, I'm going to be a mean mom now. And what I mean by that is you guys are going to have to do a lot more to take care of yourselves than what you've been used to. So what that looked like for them was, you know, making their own lunch for school, picking out their own clothes, um, making their own snacks, making Mm -hmm. their own dinner. And she said that that was like life changing because she ended up being a nurse. um, And now her sons are 19 and 14. And she said like, She's the best. Like, she feels so good about the mother she is because her sons are so incredibly independent. Wow. Yeah. And they cook. They drive themselves what? everywhere. They cook for themselves. They clean for themselves. They do all the things. And I'm like, their wives are. I mean, how lucky are their wives going to be, right? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> but she's like, I'm so proud that I was able to, like, make that decision to focus on me and do something that educate myself and and go after the career I wanted. And I made like I was such a good role model, right, for her sons. And in doing that, she said, they're so they have such amazing men. They're so Mm -hmm. independent. And she's really proud of it. And she said, like, she has a fantastic relationship with her kids. So I love that because it's coming from a place where like she's done it. Mm -hmm. Like, so she knows what happens when she says, fuck the mom guilt. Mm hmm. Right. And it it turned out just fine. Fuck it. (laughs) You know, it's hard for me to curse. Like, I don't really curse a lot, but I was really feeling that. I was like, (laughs) oh, my goodness. Okay, so, um, yeah, I feel good about it. I'm done with mom guilt. Are you committed to it, too? I'm committed. Yeah. I hope our listeners were able to listen in, relate to us, get some strategies, maybe practice a few things. And hopefully we can help them relinquish it, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So another thing we want to do at the end of every episode is come up with an active service challenge for our listeners. And one thing that we would like to do, maybe it's the Thanksgiving season, but I would love to ask everyone to make a small donation to a women's shelter in their neighborhood and tag us in your story when you do it. What do you think of that, Laura? I love it. I'm going to do it. and I'm going to tag, tag our Instagram. Okay. Awesome. And hopefully everyone else does. Okay, guys, thank you for joining in today. And we can't wait to record another episode for you all. We hope you have a fantastic day and let us know if you have any questions or any helpful strategies that you've used in your life and applied that really help you. Um, uh, what's the right word? Uh, right word. <laughs> Uh, get through the mom guilt. Yes. Get through the mom guilt. I got stuck there. I was like, what are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.